What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 118 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. I got my partners in crime with me. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, dude? Uh, Not much. Just uh, here to spend time with my latchkey son, my stepson. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, just, just happy to be here. It's all good. All right, and that that whimpering and crying you heard is is our main man Joe because our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much. I mean, I gotta get reminded of the abuse every week with that intro. Jesus, <laughs> God. <laughs> now everything's good. Everything is all good. I'm just like overworked and underpaid, like usual. So, you know, Man, that's 99.9% of Americans right now. <laughs> <isn't it? Yeah. laughs> uh, I just, um, this next week's going to be glorious. I got a big project at work. It's going to be done on Monday, and I'm going to be so glad when it's done. And then on to the next project. Whoop the F and do. <laughs> but, mm. You know, working on the weekend and try to get my project all like, you know, looking prim and proper. It's just like a bunch of, bunch of crap. So, so I'll, I'll be eight, that 80s song. Everybody's working on the weekend, right? Instead <laughs> of working for. Yeah. Uh, I am not the lover of boys <laughs> playing that <laughs> wonderful tune because good old lover boy. I ain't working for the weekend. I am toiling on the weekend. So. No, that's why I said working on the weekend instead of yeah. Or yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, man. it's a new romance because I'm tired of working. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. Next weekend's gonna be glorious. I'm headed up to um, Camp De La Desmond, and we're gonna be playing Monster Hunter all weekend. So. Camp De La Desmond. I guess. De La Des. De La. Yes, like De La uh, Soul. De La Soul. Yeah. De La Desmond. Yes, I, I have. Are I you have, plug uh, one or plug two? Plug, plug one. <laughs> two. No. Um. No. It's uh. It's it's our. It's my uh unsupervised uh, visit with my yes. stepson. So. Good old Desmond Noose over there. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be spending time with the with the wee lad, seeing how he's doing. Well, all right. Well, as usual, the first topic on the docket is going to be the playlist. So, Des, let's kick off with you. What you been playing? Um, I've been having a really good time with Borderlands, actually. Um, Paul, uh, Joe, and I have started playing it again. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun little time waster. Um, I'm really getting into. Uh, I guess the story, I don't want to, you know, say that it's not, you know, bad, you know, and it's not by any means, you know, it's more of the same, but I've really been having um, some fun. Uh, For the listeners, you meant Borderlands 3, right? Yes, Borderlands 3, yeah. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah, not not the first Borderlands. Definitely Borderlands Three. We've been uh, we've been playing that and uh, switching off on various different characters. It's been it's been it's been fun. I, yeah. I have 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 enjoyed my time uh, with it so far. Um, how's, and your how's your character um, pro progressions gone? Because I know you've been jumping back and forth, and you. Uh, kind of had mixed feelings a bit and then you're pushing forward with uh, a specific character well the um, siren i i was taking aback because the siren uh, amara her her power set is is a little different they built her as a brawler but the game really doesn't support a brawler kind of play style because if you get up close to people they generally you generally die because you're in a fiery you know you know uh, bullets of hellfire so it really it's really is kind of hard to kind of um, be uh, a melee type character, and so you end up playing her a lot like Maya, which was which is in Borderlands Two, you know, or you can play her as um, a sort of a projectile type person. Um, but um, I with the with the phase lock, so I started playing her more like Maya because that's a play. I, I usually play a lot of crowd control uh, when I play games, crowd control and support. So I started playing her like that, and and she starts out really, really weak. Um, and so you really have to kind of play with her in order to get her up to snuff, where you really actually actually have some decent um, decent control or crowd control. And I'm I'm finally at that point where I have that. I'm working on a crowd control status build, um, and it's really like she starts. She's really starting to to demolish stuff, you know. But again, it took like 17, 18. Um, levels to be able to finally feel comfortable with the character and i don't know if that's good or bad or or what but that's kind of what i'm feeling however um i'm playing the gunner the gunner is my second character and uh mose and right off the bat she felt she she felt a lot more uh just i don't want to say powerful but she felt just a lot more there's a lot more to her kit with um with iron bear her mech and it just she just made much more much more sense um as as a character and and and, and with her kit so I, i've really started enjoying playing uh moe's a lot more than amara um so but but again i've been so far in in the game with uh with amara i'm i'm um sticking with her until I can get uh, Moe's up to a certain level and then I'm probably going to switch her out, maybe. I'm not really sure. Um, and continue playing with that one. Um, yeah. But I'm not yeah. sure. I again, it's, it's, it's... Amara is now to a point where she actually, you know, has flavor. And, and the sad thing about it is, is something happens in the, in the, in the main story um, that is very kind of like Siren-specific um that happens and i'm like oh crap and so i was thinking okay maybe the story will be different since amara is the token siren and it wasn't like there wasn't any special dialogue there wasn't any special like anything about it and i thought that was really a missed opportunity for them um for them to really kind of flesh out this lore and it's no she she is treated like every other person um in the game and i thought that was a really missed opportunity so that was one another reason why i really tried to push forward and play more with um with amara but at the end of the day it didn't really matter and i and i think that's that's a shame so yeah um i'm 
been messing around with Moe's. I've been messing around with the Gunner character a little bit. And I've uh, been enjoying just being a little bit more upfront with her versus uh, Flack mm-hmm. on here. Because, you know, Flack, I was approaching it like a... Uh, like a melee character, like a uh, like a tank, and obviously I've been kind of attuned to the fact that I should be hanging more in the, out back in the pocket while letting my uh, beast kind of take over the front lines if need be, and that's how I've been playing them as of late. On here, I've been using a lot of like a like an auto rifle, but I'm using the uh, al- alternate fire mode, so I'm able to do the burst fire and shoot from afar. So it's almost like using a sniper rifle, but having a lot more uh, ammo come through and so i've been enjoying doing that on there so yeah as far as where we're at we're uh, getting close so we just got to the third planet yesterday last night so we got a chance to kind of without going into details about that for any possible spoilers but i would definitely recommend out you out there to you know i've always enjoyed the borderlands series you know but uh seems like this one's kind of getting a little bit more uh, fun to play the further we get in on there. So definitely, yeah, and it's def- I think it's definitely worth ten bucks. I mean, it's ten bucks. Uh, it's usually always on sale, oh. physical at like either Best Buy or GameStop. So I would definitely recommend it's, it. It's definitely worth ten dollars. I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of game here for ten dollars. So I would definitely say um, it's worth it. You know, that that that's just like a no brainer. So I would buy this. I would buy this game for ten bucks, you know. So buy buy it for ten bucks and come join us. So we'll yeah. see. I know yeah. they're going to open up crossplay at a certain point coming up. So I know we'll probably could get some Xbox fans possibly coming over to play. Uh, but uh, right now, I mean, that if you're interested, it's out there. I mean, just plunk down your 10 bones and see what you want to do maybe get get some four-player action going on so yeah let let us know we're here um what else and then um then playing uh uh ghost haven't played it that much i've been really into i've been really feeling this borderlands 3 but but i have been playing uh ghost of shima um but i need to take a break from it because i was playing it every day every night i you know i'd be i'd finish up work and then play it uh, for like a couple hours, so I need to see the break from it. I'm on to finally onto the second island, so I'm more than halfway through, you know, halfway through uh, the game. So it's just, it's just, you know, letting it kind of rest and and marinate a little bit before I dive back in and finish the campaign. So, but it's definitely a fantastic game. If you are not, if you have not played it, you really should. It's really, really good. So. Are you doing the Path of the Samurai or Path of the Ninja? Well, the thing about it is, is ghost, you kinda, rather. yeah, you kind of have to do both. Um, you you, you kind of have to do both um, uh, in some instances, and and there's no way around it. You you have to play both styles. So, um, and then there's people who are who are like, you know, you have no, you have to do your honor. You have to face people, you know, forward. You can't be stabbed, folks, in the back and stuff, but. You know, sometimes it just works better to stab folks in the butt, you know, in the back. So, so I mean, I don't know. So, but again, um, it's, you can't really do, um, do fully full, full playthrough, uh, as a, as a, as a samurai or a ghost. I mean, although later on in the game, it's weird. Cause like at the beginning of the game, you until you start leveling up and getting your technique points the game is just much more it's just it's just easier to do to to assassinate stuff 
you know, and and then as you get better and get more secure and, and learn the fundamentals and your and your and your strength and you put in technique points and you get better, um, you can be a, a, a much better samurai. So so in, in that aspect, it's kind of weird, you know, because the game the game really puts this emphasis on on being stand up guy, being a being a, um, you know, being the type of guy that that stands up and calls people out and you know, is like, you know, I'm a samurai. I will not, you know, I will not uh, stab people in the back. I will face my enemy until, but it's just easier sometimes to straight up murk someone from the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I'm sorry, but this is just easier. So you're, so, so you're mostly ghost. Uh, you actually, you have no. a choice. No, no, actually, well, again, sometimes you don't have a choice. Um, and so you kind of have to be ghost, but once you start getting um, more, there's a couple techniques that you get, like for standoffs, when you stand off people, and so you can kind of start killing people. It's really cool. You can start, you can kind of start killing people in one blow, and then you can chain that stuff in as well. And there's also um, chain stealth attack modes that you can do as well. So it just depends on on what you want to do, what you feel comfortable in. But again, you don't get that until later on in the game. So, so. As as the game has progressed, I have become much more of an honorable samurai than 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 killing people, you know, in the back and stuff. So, so I wonder if that's gonna if that's gonna come back to bite me, you know, in the in the in the future because of the the the, the choices that I've made as a as a as a samurai. So we'll see. I hope not, but what else? But. But other than that, that's pretty much all I've been playing, and I have definitely enjoyed it. So, you know, definitely, definitely. Um, if you haven't played it already, definitely play Ghost. It's it's, it's a fantastic game. I, I can I cannot um, um, give it enough kudos. So, and on that note, Joe, what have you been playing, buddy? I know you spoke a little bit about uh, Borderlands Three, you know, but what have you been playing? Anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm playing a few things, but I'm playing uh, one thing I'm going to mention right now is I'm playing the warranty game, the uh, Return oh. a Product. So I haven't talked about it on the show, yeah. but uh, throughout like my playthrough of Borderlands this week, I started noticing that my right R2 trigger on my DualSense was a little bit sensitive. I was in the menu. And I was kind of noticing that it was just moving like crazy, and I thought my game was glitching. But I realized this: the way I hold my like trigger finger on my right hand was barely grazing the trigger, and it was just moving, and super sensitive. And I kind of noticed too, uh, playing like uh, the other game, one of the other games I've been playing this past week, Destruction All Stars. It seemed like that that R two button seemed kind of. Uh, not as firm in feedback as the uh, L2 button, the L, the left trigger on there. So, and it's just, it was enough for me to where I just uh, kind of was venting while I was playing Borderlands with Dez because it's like I go in my menu to go like, you know, I, I leveled up. I'm going to go and add a perk. And as soon as I hit the button, add the perk, my menu rotates and I wound up selecting the wrong perk. It's like, come on, man. So, uh, long story short, um, I just decided I just had enough. And so I called uh, Sony on Thursday and got them to go ahead and agree to uh, swap it out. They had me, of course, 
hook up the controller to the TV and do all sorts of stuff. And that wound up being to where, you know, I just went through the procedural BS basically for them to say, okay, we're going to warranty this out on there. So, and obviously I, I only had one controller for my PS5, so I was not going to go out without gaming for a couple of weeks while they do this warranty work. And so I went ahead and purchased the second DualSense at Best Buy. And even though I um, like 99% never get warranties at stores, I got a, war- a store at Best a warranty at Best Buy on that. So, and uh, I just want to be protected for any future issues. If just in case, if this gonna is gonna wind up being not just a one-off occurrence for the DualSense, but like a, a, a like a lasting hardware issue, kind of like the how the Joy Cons are on the Switch. You know, I could kind of foresee, especially with the haptic uh, feedback on the triggers and the resistance, that you know there might be some possibility that these triggers might not be all up to snuff after a while. Uh, if I was finding some threads online talking about like how the spring inside the trigger was worn or broken or snapped, and so there was like you know guides to open it up and fix it, and it's like. You know, it's like, I don't want to bother with that crap. I don't know how you guys feel about, you know, tinkering with your controllers, but... I don't want to do that at all. Yeah, I don't feel the need, because if I tinker, open up and tinker with it, I can't get it warrantied out. So it's like, you know, I just basically just said, screw this. I bought my new controller, brought it home, and the R2 trigger on the new new DualSense is just like butter. It's like, it's a lot better on that so it felt better once i played and destruction all-stars some more and i keep dabbling in this game it's like the game i put on before you get online des or the game that i just want to kind of um you know it's like an appetizer on that so i think it's a fun game i i mean i played it with you and i really enjoyed it so yeah but I don't think it's something you're going to be going to on a day-to-day basis, though, right? I mean, probably not, but but at the same time, I, I I enjoy it. It's fun. If you were to say, hey, I want to play this game, you know, can we play this? I'd be like, sure, we can play a couple rounds and then and then go on to, you know, Borderlands or something else. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that'd be great. Um, again, I, I enjoyed it. I liked driving around. I, I hope I wish that there was a lot more... That was the, sorry, that was another game we played together, was that. I tried that out for the first time, and I thought it was fine. I mean, um, you're literally just uh, driving around, ramming into cars, but I do think that Kevin was absolutely right when he said uh, on last, last week's show, when he was like, you know, I, they need mounted guns, and I 100% agree with him. Like, it needs something more. Like, just yeah. ramming into another car is not... Is not my it's just it's just not fun you know i i mean it's fun but but i just want more like i want to be able to shoot somebody or lay mines or or lay a trap or something you know and make the and make the make the area a little bit bigger that way we can actually you know get 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 to speed you know because sometimes i feel like i'm not really i'm not really speeding up you know enough and i want to i want to be going faster like i want to yeah this yeah. game really needed like a little bit more of like some loop de loops and o- more open arenas yeah. and more racing and whatnot and less Fortnite characters. I, I I think the characters are fun, but at the same time, it's like, eh. 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think the on on foot portions when you wreck your car and you're trying to find another car are kind of rote, in my opinion. So <laughs> this game should have been twisted metal. Let's be honest. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Sony kind of you know sees what happened with this game, and I don't know if there's going to be a destruction all stars dose, or maybe if they get this development team behind another effort of some sort. I think uh, that would be uh, great for everyone involved on there. So it's not a bad game, you know. I think it's, yeah. I think it's fun, but I think it's I think it just needs to cook a little bit more. You know, they need to just cook it a little bit more. They need to just say, like, okay, you know, what? what's the long-term plan for this? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not so, I, I'm fine with the, with, with the character models and what those look like. I think the cars are a little bit too generic and that's fine. Uh, the boss cars, they all seem interesting. Um, I only got a couple of them, but again, it really just comes down to, there just needs to be just a little bit more, just a yeah. little bit more. And then, and then it would be, it would be, it would be great. Yeah, it sucks with the pedigree because of the developers. The developers, I don't know if you realize, Lucid is previous a lot of uh, ex Bizarre Creation employees on that. Bizarre Creations, of course, created like Project Gotham Racing. You know, all the beginning on Dreamcast and on Xbox on there, and it kind of, in a way, it, it's almost reminding me of Onrush, that game that came out a couple of years ago from Codemasters, where it just felt like they were trying to do something new and it didn't quite. You know, work uh, mm -hmm. to make it fun in the way it should be, you know, so so, but we'll see, maybe there'll be another uh, racing game of some sort coming out soon on there, I, I might go and play some uh, Need for Speed uh, Most Wanted Remastered and check that out, especially since it's got patched too, so uh, yeah. So, also just been playing a little bit of Crimson Land, which is that nice little top-down uh, shooter, indie shooter. I've been playing off and on with some roguelike elements. I know John BT bought it on my recommendation. Was uh, futzing around with it a little bit, so you know, good deal. I've I found the hard way. I thought they had multiplayer online but there was no multiplayer to be had it's only couch co-op so and then play a little bit more of the muso game samurai warriors 4 and if you don't know what muso is it is a uh you know dynasty warriors samurai warriors type thing stop it you you battle numerous dudes on the battlefield so <laughs> but that's all up I've to a million playing. troops one million troops yes tech fuji you're an awesome man. I wish I wish I could see that guy at at the podium at E3 one more time. Who knows? So, <laughs> what you been playing, Kev? I've only been playing Persona Five Strikers. Well, speaking um, of Muso, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although it's well, the boss battles are it, it's a Persona game with with Muso elements. It, it's not you're never really doing the whole doing the full. It, it's not the full Muso. You're doing moose. It's got muso elements to it, but the game is, as I've said last week and the week prior, it's absolutely fantastic. I've cleared my first jail, and I'm getting ready to actually start at the meat of the game, which involves traveling from one city to another. So, um, yeah, the all the the original characters are back. I was a little bit. I was a little bit disappointed when the some of the side characters from persona 5 were not available to interact with 
uh, at least where I'm, at least in the beginning. I don't know if they make an appearance later on in the game or not. Uh, the doctor is not there, and the hobby store manager is not there. Uh, both of those side characters were really well written, well written than you would expect a side character to be, and they were actually um, very. They actually played a key role in the original Persona Five, and I would just assume Persona Five Royal. But I'm looking forward to seeing what other creative characters they throw in the path during the the uh road trip that i have to do and the game is fantastic the but there are two other games well one other game rather that i'm going to be buying today and trying later on tonight probably and that is a game called shing i don't know if any of you have ever heard of it uh yeah uh, yeah, so I'm, I saw some gameplay of it on YouTube, and it looks kind of interesting. Um, it's by this company called Mass Creation, and they did some um, some action games for the PS Vita. Uh, they, none of the games that they did were games that I actually played, but I watched some some of the gameplay. It's very, it kind of puts me in the mindset of. Um, guardian heroes except you're not fighting in lanes you're it's kind of like a pseudo 3d on a 2d on a 2d layout um so basically you're moving freely on a kind of like a three-quarter perspective the arts kind of 2d style but you're able to move in and out from the foreground to the background without going into actual lanes so there's no it's not it's not the full guardian heroes treatment but it, it kind of puts me in that in kind of puts gives me that that feel rather from a, at least from watching the video and it's i think it's three or four player it's uh, a four player four actually. player yeah i i've so. never heard of this game until now and i'm so really yeah. yeah no it's my first time yeah it, it is 4.99 on playstation plus right now mm-hmm. on on ps4 at least so yeah, so I'll be I'll be picking that game up today. And um, the other, I keep telling myself I need to go back to this game, but for the most part, I haven't been playing games. I've been, like I said, I've been working on this side project. I've decided to kind of put one of my apps to the side and learn another <laughs> app that I need to because I need to design. I need to design my logo. Uh, for my project and the app that I purchased is an app that I'll probably still use in the future, but it's not really good for logo design. So the other app that, and all of these apps are like, they're less than 10 bucks. So it's not like, doesn't, it's not like, Oh, I've, I've invested, you know, $150 into this program that I can't use. And all this stuff is on the iPad, but I've got to, I'm still buckling down and trying to learn these things and the more I the more I delve into it the older I feel <laughs> because it's like okay how does all this stuff work but I've been meaning to get back into Dragon Ball Fighters and I watched a um I watched a guide actually I watched a couple of guides um there is a guide put out by I think it's Maximilian dude on YouTube and there's another one, I, 
I want to say it was Dotodoya. I might be incorrect, but I found some a guide for Dragon Ball fighters for using the control pad. And man, I, I never really thought about trying to you because to me, using a control pad for a two D game is, is you know borderline uh, a, a, a you know it, it's it's blasphemy. <laughs> you know that's why I bought that's why. I, Spent 150 plus dollars multiple times on all these on these arcade sticks. You know what are you talking about? Using a control pad. Uh, well, it turns out that, and I did not realize this. Dragon Ball Fighters was actually designed to be used with a control pad. Oh. Um, yeah. So I I never realized that at all. Never. Uh, this is it's just like it, I won't say it is the first uh arxis game but it is one of the most you know it but it, this game drag fighters was designed from the ground up mechanically to work best with the control pad yes you can use arcade sticks and it works perfectly fine but the way that it has something to do with the way that in, the the game takes the inputs is that it's best with a controller, or it was designed with a controller first and foremost in mind, unlike other 2D fighting games. So I'm going to try using the game with the, with the PlayStation controller and see how well that goes. I've never tried Fighters with a pad. Never. It, the thought never even crossed my mind until I saw this information uh, where they were going. This is the these videos were back closer to Dragon Ball Fighters launch, and then I they, they just mentioned, oh yeah, by the way, Fighters was designed for the control pad from the ground up mechanically with the control pad in mind. Uh, that may explain why you see more professional fighters use control pads as a play, and it never stuck with me because. You know, like guys like I've seen got like guys. I think Goichi uses a stick. I'm not sure, but I know Sonic Fox uses a pad. And there's always been fighting. There's people that there are dudes that you are play on pad uh, on Street Fighter Five and just demolish everybody. You know, but the, these you know I always looked at that as well. Those are the pro guys. You know, they put hours and hours into this, into these games. So I never even thought about it. I just thought that those that played on pad, you know, professionally were, you know, that's that's just what they preferred to do. And I never really thought about trying that control mechanism with fighters until I saw this video talking about how the game was developed from the ground up for it. So I'm going to try and I'm going to try that. And hopefully I can... <laughs> I can break away from banging my head against this brick wall, learning these apps, uh, and uh, get some more game timing because I really haven't gamed a whole lot this past week. But were you thinking about using DualSense, or are you thinking more of uh, picking up a separate like uh, fighting game controller for PlayStation or something? Um. Well, you see, that's that's the thing. Just about everybody I've all the, the the videos that I've seen of people using pads, they use the they're either using the Dual Shock Four or the Dual Sense. Um, there's more. There are some more videos. So they're using the stock controller. I may look into getting a fighting pad. Um, I've got. I know I've got one 
here that I got for the PlayStation 4. I meant to send it back, but because I did not like the the digital pad on it. So I may do some more searching and looking online um, for a controller that has a good pad, uh, depending. I was debating, debating on the Razer Ryan uh, on there, but I've heard mixed uh, reactions to that pad. So mm -hmm. do a little bit more research. I will say this, the pros use the stock controllers. I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that makes a difference or anything, but you know, the guys that, that fight professionally, you, they don't, they don't go for the, uh, third party pads, fighting, fighting game pads. They all, they work with the stock controllers. So there might be something to that. I don't know, but hopefully if I can get some, if I can make time, <laughs> I have the time. I just need to make time that I can investigate that further. But that's what we've been playing this past week. Uh, so we're going to kick off to our next topic on the docket, docket which is going to be the main event. So, Des, you got the mic. What's going on, bro? All righty. So... Uh... Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in for our main event and for our show. Um, the main events have been going really, really well, and we really appreciate everyone who takes the time to uh, participate. Um, wanted to say, okay. So our first main event was, uh, well, this first question that we did was, uh, not our first question, but this question is, <laughs> what are your personal feelings on the Bethesda slash Xbox merger? Uh, becoming final and the ex exclusivity announcement going to hold out hope that one new Fallout or Elder Scroll, uh, Elder Scrolls hits the PlayStation and Switch library at some point, or are you willing to buy a series console or PC to play the latest and greatest? Let us know, and we will talk about it on our next episode, which is now. Yay! So, uh, so first and foremost, a uh, longtime listener um, and uh, one of the guest hosts, John BT, says. Honestly, I'll live. There are enough games out there, uh, and let's be honest, I'm too old to put hundreds of hours into a Bethesda game. You're not that old, buddy. We're all the same age, roughly. Um, so, I, I personally, um, yeah, Bethesda games are really are really long, and sometimes they can be really, really crazy, but I am really, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just kind of like, eh, eh. Um, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I'm thinking it's one of those things that's definitely going to happen. Um, I, I think anyone who was surprised by the exclusivity announcement is just living under a rock or just not really understanding what's happening and, and, and understand that these people want to make money. And, and when you buy something for like $7 billion, you got to make that money back. So, so and this is what happens, you know? So... Uh, what do you guys think about that? Are you are, do you feel you guys are gonna live or you're gonna be okay or? Uh, I'll live. Um, you know, I'm just taking the fringe benefits of all this. Uh, like uh, with this announcement we talked about last week, but it's like I had a PS4 version of Skyrim I bought for five bucks and I wound up trading it at GameStop for eighteen bucks, and so <laughs> at least I profited off that transaction on there, and so. I'll be able to play Skyrim if I want on either PC or Xbox uh, versus, uh, you know, having a PS4 version of it. And like uh, I was going through my uh, downloaded games in my backlog and I know I had the 
uh, Dishonored Definitive Edition uh, as one of my PS4 games that was on my external hard drive to play on my PS5, and I immediately downloaded it because of that FPS boost that Xbox Series uh, S and X are having with some of the Bethesda games. Uh, you know, I'm going to play my Bethesda titles pretty much on the Xbox. So, you know, it's, it's it just gives me more choices and more reasons to jump over to Xbox because it seems like I need better excuses than grounded and bleeding edge so, <laughs> to be able to fire it up. So, yeah, I, uh, for me, I've never the, the last Bethesda game that I played and enjoyed was Fallout 3. I didn't go back for New Vegas and I didn't play Fallout 4. So, or was it, or was it, was it, it was the one that was on, was it Fallout 3 that was on Xbox 360? Uh, yeah, Fallout 3 yeah, was on Xbox okay. 360. Same yeah. thing with New Vegas. New Vegas New was Vegas. on 360. New Vegas okay. is great. That was better than Fallout 3, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I never went, you know, it, it, it is, it is. It is what it is. I played the now. I know that machine. What is it? Machine Games does the uh, Wolfenstein titles. Correct. Yeah. So Wolfenstein, the first Wolfenstein was fantastic. I have that on P- PC. Played through that from beginning to end. Loved it. The second one, I didn't like that. About close to midway, the game just got stupid. So, and, and Doom 2016, I played a little bit, but I just kind of got bored of that trope. You know, okay, I'm running around shooting demons in the face, next, next hallway, next corridor, next arena, shoot more demons in the face. It's like, okay. So, their games are primarily misses with me. Um, but again, <laughs> this is Phil Spencer. I said this last week. This is Phil, flip-flop Phil. I mean, he can talk about exclusives and Xbox is going to get the you know all he wants. His his background says otherwise. So I will just leave it at that. We will see what we will see. Oh, one thing to keep in mind too, Kev, is that if you do want to give Fallout 4 a playthrough, um it is part of the PS Plus collection on your PS5. So oh, Okay. Um, on there so just but yeah i totally agree with your assertion that we'll see because you know new stories seven eight months ago phil spencer was talking about game exclusivity is bad and like bad mm-hmm. for the uh community at large as far as you know obviously uh holding games exclusive and there's nothing wrong with exclusives it gives you reason to to buy a particular console you know it's it's like uh, I, I have no problem with microsoft making some of their games exclusive they don't need to put everything on everything <laughs> so. it is the way that every product in a capitalistic society has been done since capitalism started it it that's just the way business goes why should i buy product x over product y that- yeah Believe you me, I don't think Phil Spencer's all like with his ukulele out there singing Kumbaya and like have everyone hold hands and, you know, it's all, to me, it's business is business. It's still business, so. Yeah, which is why these, the, which is why those games are going to wind up on Switch and PS5. I, it, it, I, I, I'm, like I said, out a year after these, these uh, Skyrim and, uh, What's that other game? Fallout or whatever, whatever the traditional le- legacy titles, those new legacy titles drop, and I'm throwing Starfield in there too. 
a year out after they drop on Xbox platforms, if they're still not out for Switch and PlayStation, then I'll say, okay, he meant what he said. But until that time, this is his flip-flop feel we're talking about. Well, flip-flop feel. Did, did, didn't we make a stake bet? I thought we made a stake bet. So. No, the stake bet The stake bet is that PS4 oh, first yeah, party yeah, yeah, goes day, yeah. day and date on PC within, what, three years? Yeah, that's the stick bit. Yeah, okay. I I I got confused with that. <laughs> and between Alfred and Eric from GH Radio and their banter back and forth about this whole whole um, dilemma. One steak. Yes. One steak. So well, Willie D responded, and he's basically indifferent. He says, "I'm indifferent. I think it was a good move for Microsoft. Agreed, but it won't affect me in a negative way. If anything, I'll go play several more games." Uh, without additional cost, Games Pass. Well, you, again, you are paying for Game Games Pass, so there is there is a cost to that, you know. Uh, but is that it, you just have to decide is that cost enough for you to purchase this? And and the value I think is there. Like so, it, for me, when for me, Games Pass has always been a value, a value type of um, a value assessment. You know, do I value what's on it? Do I value, is it bringing in a value to the table for me to want to um, um, pr- proceed and do that? You know, you, and, are, and, and for a long time I was indifferent because of the games that were on offer there, you know. But now that, that Bethesda is going to be exclusive to that, um, and I do believe that it will be day and date for a lot of these things. Um, for a lot of things, will be day and date um, because it seems now once and, and, and if you look at it, it's weird. If you look at the marketing for for Microsoft and the Xbox, once once that game system came out, it's like they completely switched focus onto Games Pass. So they'll give you the box, but. But they're selling the service, and I think that's that's one thing that's very telling about this. So for me, the value picked up once once they acquired Bethesda, and I thought, okay, the value is is growing. And then they say it's going to be exclusive. So the, again, that is an increasing the value of this product. And at the same time, I think um, they are by they I mean Microsoft is then going to have to ask themselves. Is the price point at which we are offering this exclusivity? Is it still uh, a good price? You know, per per what we're giving. That's why I think you know, hold on to your wallets, folks, because it is going to be they're going to uh, they're they're going to make it more expensive. And I oh, yeah. and I and I really hate that they're going to do that, but they will. So just just be prepared for that. And just know that that it's coming, and you're probably going to have to pay a lot more money for this stuff, and it's terrible. And I and I really hope that it's not, um, it's not super duper um, horrible. Is what I'm is my hope. I really that hope Xbox that Xbox Live cost increase to a hundred dollars just for Live Gold. That was the test run. That was the test run. They yeah, and, they, and how people, people were reacted. like, "Hell no!" People were like, yeah. "Hell no!" With that noise, that was funny. It was one. Of, that was the test run. They got their data, but get, get it's going up. You, oh, I know it is. All this money that they're but... putting in, it is definitely going up. To how I'm much? By it. 
We'll, but, we'll, we'll see, but it's definitely going up in price. I'm, I'm saddened by it, but but yeah. Yeah, get all your cards now, like pre-purchase, yeah. load it up for three years if you need to, if you're that interested in it at the current price. You know, they, they still have the dollar upgrade, I believe, with live still in place. So, you know, I don't know if, you, are you going to jump back into Games Pass at some point, Des, with your new gaming computer coming? You're killing me. Yes, I probably will. Gotcha. I probably will because it's it just makes more sense for it. Again, the value is there. And I'm thinking, like you said, a very, a very good thing. You need to go through and you need to say, okay, you know, I need to make more, make more. Um, I, I need to go through. I need to make more money. <laughs> Not make money. I need to go and I need to make more. Um, what's the word? Um, uh, I gotta go and I, and I gotta get these cards because that's really what's going to happen is folks need to go and they need to kind of stack the deck because yeah, they're going to increase the price. Yeah. Um, and I they would be a fool Net- not to, unfortunately. I mean, that, that's oh, the I sad know. thing about it is they would be a fool not to given, given the $7 billion they paid for. They, they gotta, they gotta recoup that cost somewhere. Cause I don't think the, I don't think the sales of the Xbox is doing that. So uh, no, not at all. The books got a balance. <laughs> yup. I saw some uh, another podcast we follow um, put up a poll, and it was interesting. They're saying if Xbox decided to put every game on their like uh, uh, marketplace up on Games Pass versus just the selection of games, how much would you pay out of pocket? And I think most people's response was twenty five bucks, but that's like it on there. So mm. twenty five a month. 25 a month, yeah, but that would be for every game on the Xbox Marketplace, not just the Games Pass selection, but every game. So, mm, yeah. That's crazy. I don't think that could be done for 25 bucks a month. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not even close to 25 bucks a month. Yeah. Game Pass as of now, I don't know if I'd pay 25 bucks a month for that. I think 15 is a sweet spot with the, the console and PC games, in my opinion. I think if they go above and beyond that, um it would make me think about maybe dropping off the ultimate part of it maybe just subscribing to either the console or the pc side and just leaving it at that so plus they need they need retailers to sell the boxes i mean unless unless they pull out completely out of the hardware business and just go straight service with xbox uh they need those retailers to sell the boxes and uh you tell a retailer that, oh yeah, well we're going to be selling the all of our putting all of our content digitally. So double middle fingers to you guys as far as thinking you're going to sell games on this box. That <laughs> yeah, watch that shelf space just become oh, yeah. non-existent. Yeah, it's like sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's like so. no, nah, you still need us to move these boxes. <laughs> yep. So. But, uh, but Gerald says, uh, I have Game Pass, so I guess for me, it doesn't really matter. I'm already in the ecosystem. Yep. But I've, but a friendly competition never hurt either. Uh, what's the big thing that people always said, including you guys, the gaming vessels? Microsoft had no exclusives. Well, now they do. Microsoft did this so people would invest in Games Pass. You don't spend $7.5 billion to keep things the same. Maybe Sony goes out and acquires another studio for themselves. See, that's the thing, though. Um, 
Gerald is 100% right, and we've echoed it multiple times on this on this uh, podcast, and we will continue to to do that. Uh, Xbox or Microsoft went out there, made big moves, and and now they're going to reap the benefits of that. The only problem with that is is at this point, Sony does Sony's not hungry. Sony don't need to do all that. Okay, Sony already has its exclusives in place. They already have what they need right now. And, and that's why Sony might be looking at it and like, okay, you know, I see what you're doing, Xbox. But at this point, there's nothing that is that is pushing Sony to make any moves like like uh, like Xbox did. There's nothing. And so it's not until it won't be until you know maybe a year from now uh, when we're, when when these games come out, when these Bethesda games come out, and then we see what the true true kind of like market shift is. But right now, Sony Sony doesn't need to do anything. You know, Sony doesn't need to do anything. Bethesda, sorry, Xbox and Microsoft, they're the ones that gotta make gotta make big moves. You know, because Sony's at the top. They don't they don't gotta worry about it. You know, Sony's like, I'm already here. Y'all catching up with me. You know, and so hopefully, you know, they they, they will and we'll get we will get better games from Bethesda. We will get things that that make it worth uh, buying Games Pass. I know I just got a new computer, um, uh, one that can be upgraded, one that's you know th- that 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 I can play these these games on. The only th- and the thing that makes it funny to me is that when when this Bethesda thing hit, I was like, great, you know, now I have a reason to to buy Games Pass. That did not give me a reason to buy an Xbox. Number number one, and that gave me a reason to buy a gaming PC. Okay, so how many people have that same thought in their mind? You know, if I get an Xbox, I can only play Xbox and Games Pass games on that. If I get a if I get a PC, I can play Steam, I can play Epic, I can play Games Pass. You know, and and I know people are gonna say, well, there's some games that that are not available on PC Game Pass. That's fine. I have my I have my PlayStation. You know, so so for me, I don't know if this is really going to translate into Xbox a Series X sales. I hope it does for their sake, but I part of me is like, I don't think so. But but that's that's me. What are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking before we wrap this up? I don't. I, well, Phil said he was talking about he was alluding to Xbox exclusives. Because he was, and if I'm remembering correctly, in his comments, he was talking about, you know, for those for those Xbox gamers and those who have invested in Games Pass, but he specifically named Xbox. And that's one of the things that Xbox gamers have been complaining about. If you have a PC, you are the premier consumer as far as Microsoft is concerned in their gaming, in their gaming development, in their gaming sphere. You don't get to pay. You don't have to pay for online. You get uh, all of the functionality for free, and you also get if you subscribe to Game Pass, you get games on your platform that are not on Xbox. So, if we put any value, and I don't put any value on anything that comes out of Phil's mouth, I, I, I can't. But if we put any degree of value. If you were to assign a value to anything that this man has said said in that interview, Xbox owners are going to see are going to see some premium treatment as far as exclusive content being available on that platform. 
which again start means that they would have to back backpedal from the play area play anywhere initiative which makes me wonder how effective that was considering that 99.9% of their first party games you can buy on Steam anyway so i think we'll just have we'll we'll just have to wait we'll just have to see but i yeah. we'll, we'll see yeah i mean it was just recently they started putting all their games on steam i mean that's a good thing for pc owners that don't want to deal with the janky ass microsoft store because the microsoft store is jank from <laughs> but you fix the store you I know. make yeah. you make the store a- attractive for yeah. your customers why this is we're we're we are we're i don't know I and mean, it's not what we're doing anybody on this show but i'm so sick and tired of people treating a multi-billion maybe trillion dollar company like some startup in uncle festus's garage fix your freaking store make it better yeah uh, <laughs> i think people are still commenting that they're having some issues when they download games off of games pass that it's not deleting off their hard drive after they go into windows 10 and and put it you know uninstall the game it's still taking up space on their ssds or whatnot and it's something that where microsoft really hasn't had their feet held to the fire to fix this issue on here and so it's just kind of amusing you know with people saying how jank the microsoft store is on there that they would prefer to have their games on steam and uh, they're putting them on steam you know just like ea is putting their games on steam now again and you know other others uh, as well on there but the my thing about the discussion we'll just have to see um if the words kind of mean nothing it's the actions that will kind of take place from xbox from microsoft to see what they kind of bring to the table uh, for exclusives and also if they continue to bring value to Games Pass, which they're, we're doing. We'll talk about a little bit more in news as well about that. So Our, our, our last one is, is by our friend and yours, uh, Fred French. And he says, I think MS would, or Mark, sorry. Our last one uh, comes from your friend and mine, Fred French, who says, I think Microsoft would be crazy not to put future games on the PS and Switch. I like Games Pass a lot. What I don't like is when I see a game on sale, pick it up, and then two weeks later it's on Games Pass. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, I own the game, but I could have just played it on Games Pass. I'm almost to the point of just selling my... Of, uh, I'm almost to the point of just uh, selling, of selling me a system cheap and put every, every, put every game in a Games Pass-like service, charge X amount a month, or give a better deal by the year, and 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 let these companies make money that way. And that's a really that's something that people are thinking that is that's where that's where it's gonna it's gonna go. You know, I mean, that's kind of what people are thinking about might might happen. Like they might this this whole Games Pass might be might usher in. Um, the, the 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 console apocalypse in which all you'd have to have is a computer and then once you have your computer you plug it in and then and then we have you know Sony we have we, we have PSS which is you know the the PlayStation service or you know or whatever they're gonna call it and then you just you just have your games and you just you have your PC and you just and then you just, you have your, your your super cool you know Ryzen whatever you know data uh, 
uh, graphics card, and then you just plug in a um, you just plug in a um, controller, and then you just play your games that way. That way, there's no reason to have an actual separate se secondary console. Um, and I think that's what people are, are worried about because then you'd have like a console apocalypse, and you'd have like a, a, a um, actual physical copy apocalypse, and there just wouldn't be any other uh, reason to buy any kind of physical media. So that is something that 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 is something that people, you know, are worried might happen. So and it it sounds like. It sounds like you might you might want want that to happen. And again, that's not a judgment, good or bad. It's just, you know, it's 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 kind of a good poll, you know, to kind of ask people like what what would you prefer? Would you prefer buying a console every seven every seven years, you know, to get the hottest the greatest, or just buy a computer that has you know an Xbox like a, a, a Games Pass like service? I mean, there's there's pros and cons to both, but at this point we're not really sure what people are going to do, honestly. So, um, any thoughts for me guys? I know for me, the game, if that, if it comes to that, the games that I love to play will die. They will die because there is no, there is no business model for those games that I like to play that bring, that would bring people back that would keep people plugged into a service you know you play persona 5 you're done i mean yeah you can go back and replay the game and make some more some different choices but for all intents and purposes unless you want to play the game again you're 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 done uh you know one and done is used as a pejorative or a put down nowadays but in all actuality it's kind of sort of the truth um fighting games yeah you they 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 they've changed their business model to some degree so they would probably still continue because they have seasons and they have DLC characters that they can sell you for $5 or more additional additional stages but those single player story driven games those will go away and you will get you will only get games that can be monetized on a seasonal or um, on a seasonal basis. Season one, oh, you get to play as this character. You think you weren't satisfied with Avengers? Now, every game that you want that you may have an interest in playing in the future is going to have that season uh, that that season funk smeared all over it. I mean. And don't get me wrong, I play games that have seasons attached to them. I played Destiny 1 and 2, put hundreds of hours into both of those games. So I'm not saying that, that, that it is a bad idea overall. But traditionally, the games that I like to, pay, to play, beat-em-ups, action-adventures, uh, fighting games those will become fewer and fewer and fewer in between until they disappear because they are not fruitful for that type of business model. So I hope that day never comes, but I also have retro systems. So if that day ever does come, I will just play either play my retro systems or emulate. And yay, y'all can talk about, you know, the latest, the late, the latest Fortnite service, garbage that just dropped and i'll be talking about you know playing maximo on emulation and i'm perfectly cool with that uh, 
I don't think I'll ever get to that point. Um, you know, on the console side, if it does, I'm not really worried about it. I'll be able to curate my own collection of games on Steam. I don't think Steam's going to go the way of a service. Uh, I think I should be able to still purchase games uh, digitally on Steam. I think that marketplace is too, uh, you know, worth the mil billions and billions of dollars that it brings in revenue for the whole storefronts that, you well, know. Steam ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Push comes to shove, it's like, you know, it's like you could get rid of physical. Yeah, it's not going to kill me too much. Um, but I want to be able to curate my own games I want to play. I don't want to be reliant on a Microsoft or another service to say, hey, we got new games for you or whatnot. It's like saying, uh, you know, you're going to stop watching movies. Now. You're just going to watch what's on Netflix. And, you know, obviously Netflix can curate all they want or any of these, uh, um, you know, entertainment uh, services on there you're not gonna get the like you know you're gonna get, get plenty to watch you'll have plenty to play but at the same time it's like whether you just decide to take your uh, cafeteria style game service or whether you actually want to you know pick the items you want to cook and pick the items you want to eat you know let me paraphrase it but <laughs> that's how i see it at least so I think, you know, Games Pass is always good as an additional thing on top of, you know, buying the games you want to play because it gives you an opportunity to play other games that you might not have wanted to throw down 60 bucks for, per se. But um, it, for it to be like the whole meal and the on, only meal, <laughs> no way. You'd rather starve, huh? No, I'd rather just go to Steam and just continue to do what I'm doing now. So. <laughs> All righty then. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for taking the time to um, come in and, and say something in, in either in Discord or, or on Twitter. We really appreciate it. For our next question, um, it's not really a question so much as I feel it's a time that we give back um, to our communities and, and to, to people who love uh, video game podcasts. So this time it's not a question. But we want you to tell us um, some of your favorite video game podcasts. And we're going to shout them out on our next episode. You know, that way people can can kind of, you know, listen to other perspectives uh, as well as um, get get, you know, just just more information about this um, this thing that we love. I was going to say hobby, but I think it's more of a more than just a hobby. You know, um, when you've when you've been living something for for you know, since, since you were a kid, it becomes more than that. And I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, who, who have really fantastic perspectives on gaming, you know, that should be shouted out. So, uh, so uh, I know we talk about, you know, GHR radio, you know, which, uh, which uh, Trader Joe is also uh, a, a host on. So yeah, just, just flood us with your, with some of your favorite podcasts that, that you listen to specifically gaming podcasts, because we want to really shout those out. So, um, or of another podcast that you think is kind of video game adjacent, but but really want to know like what what are podcasts, video gaming podcasts that 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 you listen to every week or, or that you really really um, love to tune into. All right. So Do you want uh, this also to include YouTubers or like any other content as far as yeah, like they're on the web? Yeah, that that's a great addition. Yeah, like uh, there's a lot of folks on YouTube, a lot of streamers. Uh, just a lot of people that, that, that you listen to or watch um, who, who are in the video game space and, and giving their, their information. I have a ton. Um, 
that I that I listen to on on the regular um, and watch on YouTube. That's a really great addition, Joe. Thank you for that. So, um, so yeah. So uh, thank you so much again. Um, if you want to know how to contact us, uh, stay until the end as uh, Kev uh, will be uh, letting letting folks know how they can get in touch with us. But uh, that's it for me, and I'm throwing it back to Kevin. Alrighty, so next topic on our docket is going to be the vessel line. And folks, basically what the vessel line is, is where we highlight some of the discussions that take place in our Discord channels. And the purpose of this is to try and bring more attention to that and hopefully uh, convince some of you who are just listening to the audio podcast to join our Discord server. Uh, so basically to kick things off, uh, we had a discussion on LG's update to their uh, OLED TVs to incorporate the new, what is that, HDMI 2.1 functionalities, including VRR and, um, what was it, I guess it was VRR, right? Yeah, it was VRR, uh, yeah, because yeah. there's something with the OLED TVs, I guess, that uh, there's a particular thing once it runs in VRR that the brightness is affected on there mm -hmm. and so this is a fix that will uh, basically fix that uh, with this particular uh, line of tvs so yeah and the thing that the um the particular article that was posted does not address is that the lgs do not have full 2.1 bandwidth they're at 40 gigabytes instead of the 48 i believe that's the 2.1 HDMI 2.1 bandwidth. So we're still not at full, un unless the C1s have full bandwidth. I don't know because I don't think I've seen a review on the C1 yet. Uh, that would be kind of a concern for me, although that would probably be more of a concern for folks that are high-end PC gaming. Uh, I keep hearing that, oh, well, if you're gaming on a, even on a Series X or a PS5, the 40 gigabytes just fine. But, okay, well, then why am I paying, you know, this full, this full bandwidth price, <laughs> you know, for your TV when I'm not getting what, what's fully due? So I'm kind of waiting to see what uh, some of these other TV manufacturers are going to be doing with regard to that. But, uh yeah, LG just dropped their VRR update for the latest and greatest uh, consoles, and I guess that would always that would also apply to the new GPUs that recently launched. So, in response to that, we had Will D say, "LG yet again has not let me down. Fix inbound, best TVs I have ever owned." And I responded, I'm a little more comfortable with the anti-burn-in tech in the 21 TVs. I was eyeing the Sony A90J, but 3000 for a 55-inch is insane. I'm interested in the LG C1 with the four HDMI 2.1 ports with FreeSync Premium and full bandwidth. Waiting on C1 reviews before I commit, but it looks promising. And G Gerald jumped in, he said, yeah, I agree. I have the C10. It's an amazing TV. So for you guys, I mean, I'm the only one that's still in sub 4K land. I'm running a 600 hertz 1080p, 1080p plasma from Panasonic. By the way, it has that this TV has been a fantastic. And a workhorse. It has been it has been absolutely fantastic. Um 
I miss mine. So it is. It, it's been. It's it's been an absolute joy. So uh, my for my my upgraded TV. I'm gonna have to. It's gonna have to perform as well as this one does. I mean, granted. I'm. I mean, beyond the resolution. You know, beyond all that other stuff. I mean, because when I was playing, I was playing. <clears throat> Uh, the first Wolfenstein, I was punching well above 60 frames per second on on just on this 600 hertz plasma, you know, without the the free sync and all that other stuff. So uh, I I definitely want to I'm definitely ready to move into the 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 4K arena, but. I also want my TV to have all the bells and whistles because they're going to be wanting me to pay that bells and whistles price. And that's one of the things I'm a little bit concerned with, with the LG. I've I've seen some things from a couple of people. They're saying that the 2.1 for the C1 is not going to be full bandwidth. We don't know because nobody really has the C1 in stock. The, uh, their, G1, I think it's called for 2021. That has been a letdown because they're saying that, well, as we've got higher nits and it turns out, you know, the brightness on that OLED, it's barely noticeable between last year's C10. And they want $3,000 for, um, for that TV starting at 55 inches as well. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, the 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 TV game is becoming. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how you guys feel about. No, you guys already got your 4K TV, so you're probably not in the market. Um, uh, I would just ask you guys, how do you feel about that? What are you? If you were to buy a TV in 2021, what? What is what? What are your what are your you know what are you going to be looking for? Is two point one going to be a, a deal breaker for you, or how does that go? Well, for me personally, I can just say this right now: I really am not looking for a new TV. Although I'm looking for a TV that's a little bit bigger than what I currently have, and I usually look for I look at ratings.com. It was a, it was a, a website and a, a YouTube channel that Joe told me about, and I use their their ratings and i'm usually I'm, I'm a budget person you know i don't got good eyes anyway you know i'm the high res hater hey 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 so so for me you know i'm looking for a good value uh, a, a a medium you know budget type of of um of of set that looks good that i can actually watch and it's not gonna like have burn in it's not the colors are gonna be you know crisp and nice um, and, and I, I have to agree, you know, I had a, we had an LG, LG was the first kind of like, you know, plasma, not plasma, the first like LCD TV that we got, and we had it for years, like years. Um, and it's been, it's been fan, it was fantastic. And it just, you know, we, we used it every day and, and the colors, you know, died on it. It just, it just died. The reds just burnt out on it. So uh, but it was a long time ago uh, that we got it. Picked it up from a fries. It was crazy. Um, so for me, you know, I look at ratings, I look at TLC TVs, and I look at the uh, the Hisense. 
because th that's my budget. Um, and, and for what you're getting for the budget, I, for mixed media, I like those, I, I like the, I, I like those TVs. I play, I play games on a TLC fourth series and I, and I love it. I think it's a great, it's a great, uh, looking TV. Um, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this stuff only because I'm, I'm not like super into you know oled screens and and all this other stuff but because for me i am budget all the way and that's just kind of how i've rolled for 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 quite a long time so uh and, but i know joe probably has something to add to it oh for me I, a couple of years ago because of my divorce i wound up had i bought a new tv i bought a vizio p-series quantum uh, on there and I'm happy with it so far, but yeah, it's just, uh, I've been waiting, uh, to get the additional bells and whistles. Like you were alluding to Kev. I want the TV with the 2.1. I want the TV with the free sync and G sync. Uh, do you want the 120 Hertz panel versus the six sixty Hertz panel on there? I am looking, um, once all that tech is, a little bit more affordable and you know, I have no problem going out and buying a, um, an OLED if need be. I have no qualms about burning because I've had a plasma before on there. And um, it's just, it's just not a point of if it's just a point of when it's just right now, the TV I have is working well with me, even though it's only 60 Hertz, even though it doesn't have the free sync and G sync and all that bells and whistles it's still uh fine in my eyes it's just i'll probably be looking probably in the next year maybe year and a half uh to upgrade my tv you know all the all this uh stimuli money from the uh mr biden mr trump is not hurt hurting those aspects so okay uh this is joe of course trader joe and i'm just letting you know kevin had to step out um and so we're going to finish up the rest of the episode and, uh, you know, we just uh, finished up the question about uh, LG TVs from the Vessel Line. And we had one other uh, feedback and or a conversation in the Vessel Line talking about the whole Epic versus Steam question that Kevin posed. And we talked about last episode on here. And so Gerald had to add uh, basically saying, you guys want to feedback on the Epic Store versus Steam. It's just preference i already have plenty of games on both uh, storefronts it's just maybe in this case i already have put it on my wish list on steam but otherwise i have no problems buying for, uh, it on the epic store but the majority of pc gamers to my understanding that they prefer steam versus epic on now so and as far as what i like to add i mean myself i've only queued up the free games on epic i have not purchased one game on epic whatsoever it's just because i'm so spread out on PC and also on console. It's just like, I have no need to purchase a game on Epic. If it's going to be exclusive on Epic and it's only on PC, maybe, you know, but at the same time, I just don't feel the need. I could probably, you know, buy a game on console, especially if it's not going to be PC exclusive and kind of take advantage of the storefront that way. On that, how do you feel, uh, Des? I know you're, you know, eagerly waiting for your computer to get here in the next couple of days and uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, going to be buying from both storefronts equally, you think? Or it just depends as far as how you feel about how what each store brings to the table? 
I mean, that's what's so crazy about it is is Epic was giving all those free games every day. So I'll probably go on and check out Epic. I, I have games on Steam, so I most likely will use Steam as it is the most established. Um, it is the most established platform, so I most likely will use Steam. Uh, not to say that I won't use Epic, because I definitely will. I have a couple Epic games uh, because of the, you know, the, the pandemic. Uh, and everyone was at home. We, I bought the, and Epic was, was selling the, uh, like the Jackbox games for like super super cheap, like five bucks. You know, I bought I, I bought them all, and so we I play, you know, uh, Jackbox through the Epic Store. So, so I will probably use them both interchangeably. I don't, for me, I don't think it's uh it's one is better than the other. I just I will most likely get the best bang out of both of them because what's so fan fascinating about them is it doesn't cost anything to to utilize their services. You know, the games are just there. So, and I think that's fantastic. And then you buy the games that you want. So there there really is no, there really is no, I mean, you could prefer a launcher or, or the interface, but but overall, it's, for me, it's it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm fine with both of them, you know. Yeah, me too. I mean, I just, uh, for whatever reason, I have a Steam credit built up uh and i haven't really been uh buying games that much on steam so it's like you know if i had to spend money out of pocket to buy uh steam games then maybe at that point it's a point that uh i would be looking at maybe grabbing it where it's the cheapest you know i yeah i'm not really too affected by the fact that there is um achievements on steam and you know the launcher and so on because you know a game's a game you know irregardless of what launcher it's part of i don't really care plus you know i know on epic uh, that magic legends uh, beta is uh, available for preload as we speak sir so yep that's why i'm that's why i'm happy that i'm getting my computer uh tomorrow and i will be plugging it up and making sure that my whole sunday is probably going to be that and then i'm going to upload the um the the everything that i need to run on this on this computer and then hopefully it'll be great and i'll be able to do what i need to do so good deal, good deal. all right so that is our vessel line uh for this episode on here and so why don't we go ahead and we'll kick it off with the news Okay, and so I do have some news articles to bring to the table this week, of course. Uh, first thing on the slate, Sony revealed a first look at their PS5 VR controllers. So uh, they showed what it looked like. It's an orb-type wrap around each hand with the design similar to the Oculus Touch and a feature set akin to the standard uh, PS5 DualSense on there. So there's not a glowing ping-pong ball on this thing. Thank God on there. So each VR controller will contain adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, and finger touch detection for your thumb index and uh, middle digits on here. Uh, uh, post on PlayStation blog, uh, Sony's Hideki Hishino wrote that this enables you to ha make more natural gestures with your hand during gameplay. Movement tracking for each controller is computed by the new headset, which suggests that new, new camera setups will be required on here and so the left controller contains one analog stick the triangle and square buttons a grip button uh, l1 a trigger button l2 and a create button 
And then the right controller contains one analog stick, the cross and circle buttons, a grip button, which is the R1, trigger button R2, and the options button. So, And so we'll have to see, but these new controllers look pretty damn interesting. And so they've gotten screenshots of these out. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to make an investment in VR2 once it makes its rears its head. But it just depends. Uh, like I said last show when we were talking about this topic it's going to take me uh some effort to you know start using the vr heads i actually do own right now (laughs) to be able to you know at that point because i'm trying to take a measured approach to this so and i think in you des you probably are don't want to put words in your mouth a measured approach that was very nice yeah uh yeah vr is not my bag at the moment so i most likely will be um saying uh no to this but play at my uh, house yeah most likely we'll be playing it at your house seeing how it seeing how it runs and then um not touching it ever again so thanks jeff <laughs> not a problem but we did have some comments in the discord so will the uh comment it's super interesting i don't know how i feel about the new camera optic tracking i think they might lose one-to-one tracking but i fully don't understand their controller tracking system but hey, if this is on par with current systems, then awesome. I'm up for anything that progresses VR. And he also added, I wish you'd live, all live nearby because I would love for you to come over and see my setup. And then he had a further comment later on. I don't think it's articulated in the article. So he said, all right. So it looks like it will have cameras and then use IR for tracking. So, and then, you know, that's something I didn't iterate from the article either on here. So if so, then this could be a really cool controller. And then Kevin had to add afterwards, I wouldn't mind checking out the setup, but I can't use VR. I'm con- content to be an admirer of the tech from afar, as we will mm. are. I, I am not <laughs> ever going to invest like Will D has gone in all big baller shot color and getting a uh, top of line PC and all the wonderful, like, you know, um, control the Hotest controller for Flight Simulator, but I applaud you, man. That's like, you know, I see these gamers with like full-on, you know, driving setups, uh, flight sim setups, and it's just like if I had that much love for it, I'd be, be in it to win it as well. So, but those are the games I like to play. So, you know, I don't like, I, I like a variety of games and, I wish, you know, I'll love to dabble a little bit in flight sims and whatnot. I'll be checking out Flight Simulator on a Games Pass once it hits console. So, all right, next new story talks about Gotham Knights. So, Gotham Knights, as you well know, is the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment title, and it's being developed by Warner Brothers Games Montreal. They, they basically have confirmed that the game has been delayed. It was previously planned to come out this year in 2021, but uh, they have pushed it back to 2022. It's coming out for PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's kind of rough to say that they're going to release the PS4 and Xbox One version of these games on here after what happened with games like Cyberpunk. But uh, they... They're messaging saying we are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. We thank you to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. So, uh, not surprised, but uh, we'll have to see once this game rears its head in 2022. So, uh, Des, any comments on this? Because I know you know you are a comic book fan. I don't know if it's like I'm you know, sad by it. Are you? Yeah, I would love to be able to 
um, play it sooner. I mean, I'm definitely going to be playing it. I mean, that's not a that's not a like I'm definitely going to be playing it. So that's <laughs> like, yeah. you know. But again, I'm 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 one of those people that's totally fine with delays. If you need to delay a game because it needs to cook more in the oven, it needs to look better, work better, feel better, then fine. Make it make it so. You know, I I am totally fine with that do not do not you know put some put some crappy ass you know stuff in here let it let it be good that's my thing let it be good yeah my thing too is like you know. i have only dabbled in the prior batman do like the rock city batman games you know arkham city arkham uh-huh. asylum and so it's like it gives me opportunity to be able to go back and and still check those games out and, you know i've heard kind of through people that uh, batman arkham origins is actually pretty good even though pe- people poo-pooed the console ports i heard it's really good on pc so on there so it'll give me more time to if i get that comic book itch to go back and, and play some old older games in the dc series at least from the warner brothers games releases on there and well it's a great and, game like they're yeah. all great games like i've i've played the crap out of all of them they're fantastic games yeah i'm a big batman fan too and i don't know why i've slept on it but uh maybe something i could fire up especially if we start gaming more on pc to be able to you know play that even i know they're mainly single player games but we'll see so all right next new story i have it's about square enix square enix uh had a recent uh event on there announcing various titles but the one we want to talk about is the previous game known as project athea so um they have shown more of this title this is the uh, game that was shown on the ps5 showcase last year uh that was being developed by luminous productions the luminous productions is basically the um uh, development team that kind of f- formed out of uh, Final Fantasy 15. They director separated from Square Enix and uh, pretty much uh, started his own development company, but he's working with Square Enix on this. And so they did change, announced that the uh, name of the game, it's not Project Athea anymore, it's going to be called Forspoken on there. So, sure. So, and, you know, it's going to release sometime in 2022 on PS5 and PC. On here, uh, they had a presentation by one of the voice actors in the game, uh, Ella Ben-Belinska, if I'm saying her name correct, but they introduce her uh, character Frey and show another snippet of uh, cutscene on there, uh, snippets of gameplay here and there, but that's about it, you know, so, you know, teaser trailer is great, uh, I want to see more, more of the meat. Uh, this is being uh, written by... Um, Gary Witta, which is the prior like script writer for uh, Book of Eli, and uh, also uh, what's the Star Wars movie he did? He didn't do Solo. He did um, what's the other movie that everyone? Oh, did? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, think, think of a Star Wars spinoff movie. Uh, oh, did he do Rogue One? Yeah, he did Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. He's a, yeah, but he, he's a diehard gamer. He was the previous like uh, editor on PC Gamer magazine. He does. A, podcast the xbox podcast kind of funny and he's the guy also responsible for uh animal talking the talk show that's in animal crossing so he's pretty busy guy pretty creative guy but yeah he's working on this game so it's kind of giving me uh a good something to look forward to because i've enjoyed all of his movies except for the star wars movie i haven't seen yet is rogue one any good i liked it good deal so i thought it was great 
actually. Yeah. So. But I, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, only thing I have to say about other than Forspoken about this whole Square Enix business, you know, obviously we're not going to talk about Avengers because who wants to be the dead horse? But, <laughs> but held out. where is my Babylon's Fall Square Enix? God darn it, man. It's like uh, Square, if Language you don't remember, show. Babylon's Fall is developed by Platinum and it was announced back in 2018 and we have not got jack crap. They made an announcement last year uh saying it was still in development but we haven't heard nothing and i figured this would be a great opportunity to see what's going on with that and that kind of makes me curious what goes on in platinum especially after the whole thing about spellbound being canceled and you know the subpar games they released like teenage mutant ninja turtles and a few odds and ends and so i just want to see platinum back in in action so all right, next news story I'm going to talk about. Uh, PlayStation made an announcement this past week, uh, Play at Home 2021. So they started this Play at Home initiative, of course, and they announced Ratchet and Clank for free beginning on March the 1st, but they came in with the thunder on this. This was announced on um, St. Patty's Day, but they um, are going to be announcing further games that they're releasing. So starting on... March 25th, uh, they have a number of different titles that they're going to release for free. Anyone could download these. Uh, PlayStation Plus is not required, so you're going to be getting Res Infinite, Abzu, The Witness, Into the Gungeon, Subnautica, and then they have some VR titles as well. Moss, uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Paper Beast, and Thumper. And I know Thumper... Uh, can be played flat. You don't necessarily have to play the VR version of it on there. So, and so, yeah, I was surprised by this because they just brought a lot of games to the table. And like, you know, I don't own every game on this uh, selection. I don't own Paper Beast. I was interested in Paper Beast. That's being done by the uh, previous uh, creator of uh, Out of This World and Flashback, for God's sake. So, but uh, yeah. Definitely looking forward to all these games. I know Res Infinite can be played in, in optional VR as well on here. And um, also, too, they are bringing forth a, a free download starting on April 19th of Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. So you not only get the, the base game, you get the DLC as well on there. And that's going to be up for almost uh, a month starting on April 19th and rolling all the way to May 14th on there. So... And then last but not least to add on the top of all this is that you're going to get a 90-day um, subscription to Funimation on there starting on March 25th on here. It'll be available up until April 22nd, but it's an extended trial offer. So it includes shows like My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, and Fruits Basket on with that. And so I've been kind of waiting for uh reason to subscribe to one of these uh, anime services between this country role and uh, other services that are out there. And so I'm definitely going to be taking advantage of this, you know, so, so any thoughts, Des, on all these games being offered, uh, all these services on top? I think it's great. Uh, again, it's about value. And I think when, when you're able to give value, um, everyone wins. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm, I mean, granted, the games have been around for a while, and they're not like, you know, the full-on, you know, super AAA games, except for, um, um, 
uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So so even though it's not like you know, oh my god, this is like this is super the greatest. I I think it's awesome, and I I, I really hope that more more people will 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 do this, and and be cool with with allowing their properties to, to use these properties to add more value. Yeah. Um, is 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 what i'm hopeful for so yeah i think it's great yeah there i know sony has started this initiative just for because of the pandemic you know yeah you know whether the pandemic you know once it goes away (laughs) knock on wood but um you know whether they give free games every now and then just to be good to the community that might be a good thing too uh just uh it brings additional value to everyone and gives people uh, games to play and we did have some feedback in the discord about this so uh, john bt commented uh playstation is just killing it by giving out some great free games first ratchet and clank and now horizon zero dawn honestly i'm happy about having a ps4 copy of the witness which i love uh, gerald added free games are amazing with some you know emoticons and then john bt uh reiterated again i always preferred free to paying for things that uh, don't we all so yep that we all so so great on Sony, and speaking of free, well, not really free, but the next thing we want to talk about just really briefly is that uh, Xbox kind of brought the thunder this past week on Games Pass, and so um, they announced. We talked about it a little bit last show, but uh, it was rumored, but they confirmed it last Monday on March fifteenth that Outriders is launching straight into Games Pass on April the first on there. So. So if you have Xbox Games Pass, you'll be able to get it. It's just for consoles and Android devices. It's not for the PC version, unfortunately. So, on there. So, but yeah, for people that want to play the game, you know, and it, it kind of made me debate once I saw this about the value proposition about crossplay and whether I was still going to maintain my pre-order of the game on PlayStation 5. And, you know, well. after thinking, Thinking about it, I'm probably still going to keep my pre-order. Because, wow, uh, why? You don't think I, I should uh, just forego and just play on Games Pass? Or what do you think? I, hey, 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 you know me. Yeah. You know me. I'm all about it. But, um, I mean, geez, I don't know. That's a really good, that's a really good uh, question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. I th- you know, I responded uh, talking on GH Radio this past week about it, saying that, you know, even though I already, like, uh, I already pre-ordered the game, and so I just want to be able to know that I have the ability to play it anytime I want, you know, versus, you know, being tied to a subscription. That was my reasoning at the time, but your reluctance on your reaction is, like, making really, me really think because it's, like, uh, I just don't want to inconvenience anyone if I wound up playing on Xbox and having to do the whole Discord thing versus just doing the online chat, you know, so. I mean, uh, I mean, crossplay is a thing, right? Crossplay is a thing, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be. It's 60 bucks, yeah. I don't think it's going to be terribly crazy. Like, I don't, again, I don't know. I still have to debate, too. I mean, I'll be losing haptic feedback. I'll be losing the the adaptive triggers. You know, obviously, you can see how much the adaptive triggers has really helped me. And so far, having to damn replace my damn controller. But uh, But at the same time, uh, it's kind of weird, you know. I mean, 
I can't call it, dude. It's like I, I think it would I think I think I think that you would just have to decide what 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 the value is for you. You know, yeah. because if you're gonna be playing a lot more games on Xbox and then or, or Games Pass, then 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 full on do it. But it's I think it's much easier just to play on PS4 because sorry PS5 because a lot of us are already playing on PS5 and so that's one thing that people just don't I think sometimes doesn't realize is there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people who um, who have a certain play group that is on a certain system and I think that is why sometimes this stuff can be so uh, fandom can be so fervent. You know, um, so, and I think hopefully crossplay will 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 lessen that because everyone can just play on whatever platform they want and it's just fine. But um, it's easier for us to communicate on on X on PS Five than it is on Xbox. Um, yeah, I think, and and we definitely we could use Discord or something, um, but. I like the functionality. Um, I like the the functionality of PS5 more than Xbox. Though I have not played Xbox Series X, so I cannot confirm. I, I can't judge that. But playing on the um, on the other Xbox, uh, I I don't like how 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 it's integrated. So. But you, I mean, play what you want. I will definitely play with you either way. You know, um, you just yeah, you know, my thing is I already used a bunch of uh, Best Buy, you know, rewards and points to basically get for like five bucks. Granted, I could like probably use those uh, points to pick up another game if need be. So, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about it more probably next week or two. You know, once the launch of uh, Outriders comes out on here so and then also too they did make uh, some more announcements too for games pass and so there's a quite a few games coming in the near future on here it might be already available all right yeah and uh, we want to talk more about the what else is coming to game pass as well and so outriders wasn't the only thing that was announced and so they actually Brought a nice little docket of uh, games coming, and so including in that, Undertale's coming out for Xbox, which is already out. It's coming out for uh, console, PC, and cloud on there, which is, you know, if you haven't played that game. I've never played a game yet, but I own it on PS4, but uh, it is a kind of noteworthy, like, um, RPG with, like, turn-based elements to it on here, but it has excellent music on there, so... Uh, Empire of Sin, which is a strategy game based in the 1920s Prohibition era Chicago underworld. This is the strategy game made by John Romero, uh, you know, former developer of from id Software from back in the day, Daikatana, Doom, what you want to name it, on here. So that's going to be out for console and PC. Uh, Near Automata, uh, Become Gods, uh, was coming out for PC and uh, people were commenting on the port because the port actually was done above and beyond the um, specs of the other ports of near automata out there. It's uh, actually the, there's more features on the game pass version than on steam on here. So they offered more um, enhancements on the uh, game pass version, including 
uh, borderless video settings, HDR, user interface, textures upscaled to 4K on here. And so they made it to where everything was running peachy keen on the uh, Game Pass version. So uh, Star Wars Squadron's coming out for console uh, March 18th. Torchlight 3 is coming out for PC on March 18th. Uh, Genesis Noir, a noir adventure, is coming out for console and PC. It's an indie game for um, console and PC on March 25th. Octopath Traveler was a big surprise, but that's coming out for console and PC on March 25th. Um, I know Square Enix hasn't announced a Xbox or PlayStation port, and we don't know yet whether this game's going to reach PlayStation. This is the Switch game that uh, Square Enix brought out, and then it came out the on PC a little while later, but the uh, games pass is getting the PC port of this. And then a uh, game, you know, know very much Des uh, pillars of eternity Two dead fire, ultimate editions, uh, out game. games pass on PC, March 25th, uh, Superland, which is a kind of popular steam game. Uh, this is like a, like a kind of open world, like uh, procedurally generated action puzzle platformer. Yakuza 6 is coming out for console PC on March 25th. Uh, Narita Boy, which was a, a kind of an indie game I've been keeping my eyes on. It's coming out on March the 30th, so pretty much. And then, of course, Outriders on there. So, yeah, more games fast goodness. And, uh, you know, it's just like I, I feel the shame, but I do love my PlayStation 5. I do love the platforms I play on. And, you know, it's just like, you know, I'll give the Xbox platform and or you know, P- Windows PC a little bit more love in my life. So what, what any uh, thoughts does on all these games coming out the games pass? No, I, Hey, it's all for me again, it's all about value. And if they're giving, they're able to give their, their players about this kind of value. Well then that's great. You know, uh, again, the only thing that I wish it was is I wish it was new games. So the fact that they are breaking out, um, uh, outriders day and date, fantastic. Great news. Yeah, I know Narita Boy is also a launch title on Games Pass yeah. as well. So, you know, those so, other games are cool, but yeah, you, like I said, you played probably some of them. I own some of them. I own Yakuza okay. 6. I own Pillars of Eternity 2. So it's like, you know, it's good for everyone out there that's looking for stuff to play on there. Yeah. Value. Okay. Value. All right. Next thing I want to kind of mention, and this is something you sent me uh, over text. Just a new trailer and a release date came out for yes, you Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance <laughs> is coming out on June twenty second. It's launching for PS five, Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation four, Xbox One, and PC on there. So it's going to be available actually for a standard price, which I was surprised thirty nine ninety nine for the standard edition and uh, fifty nine ninety nine for the digital deluxe edition. So it's kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah. It's releasing. It's I, interesting because. Uh, if you when you when you when you <laughs> when you watch it and you look at the people that are talking about what why they like how the people who were who are creating it they were like they didn't ask for permission at first they just started making the game and bugging and were bugging them and once they said okay by them I mean Wizards of the Coast once they said okay then they just kind of you know were, then they just kind of changed everything but they just started making it making the game they wanted to play so I thought that was kind of funny yeah. And I was kind of surprised because I was expecting more of a more of an overhead or isometric view on this, but this is more of an over-the-shoulder camera from what I've seen of some certain gameplay elements. And you know, I know the 
the uh, trailer was showing that like janky shaky cam the whole damn time. That first trailer was terrible. Ugh. You I was know like, it. Yeah. What are you, you can... doing? Like this is no way to sell a game. What? Wh- like why would I want to play this this steady cam GoPro looking? Sh- no, I was not happy at all with that. So so for them to like finally change it up like that made so much sense and, it, and I was so happy for it. I was like. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah, but I don't know. There's been some comments back and forth. Uh, I was looking at the like post news posts, and someone said someone found Godfall's long lost brother. <laughs> you know? Wow. Looking at this game, and there's nothing wrong with Godfall necessarily, but I don't know. Godfall didn't really uh, get its hooks in me the time I've played with it. It did so far. not. It did not set the world on fire. No, it did not. <laughs> Not at all. And after playing it, I can understand why. So, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, 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 I paid good money for that game. I paid sixty nine ninety nine at launch for Godfall. Did so. you? Oh, I, I did not. I yeah. Have to pay that. That, that that might might be going back to GameStop possibly, but I'll have to check and see what the buy-in price. But I yeah, I don't like that game too. Like, I kind of wanted to like it. I was like, yeah. but it was just bad. Yeah, but yeah, we're excited for Dark Lion, so we'll have to see once it does rear its head. And with that price point, I'm I haven't seen any physical pre-orders for it yet, so I'm curious if it's just digital only on the console. So we'll have to see uh, once that kind of information. That would be sad if it was um, digital uh, only. Yeah, I, I would be sad by that. I don't see any store listings for it yet, so no, we'll see. You know, it's from a it's from a pretty small developer, right? Yeah. In fact, no. Um, I'm uh, I did a deal Google, and I guess uh, it, they are selling a physical version at GameStop. In fact, they have a steelbook edition only at GameStop for sixty bucks. So. Well, of course. Yeah. So guess who's getting the steelbook? So. <laughs> wow. Wah. Wah. I mean, hey, like I, I, I love, I love that you are so into it, you know. Yeah. All right, and then last new story on the docket for today is about a fighting game tournament we know and love, Evo Championship Series has been acquired by Sony Interactive Entertainment and uh, Endeavor's esports business RTS. Uh, Evo mm. co-founders Tony and Tom Cannon will be working. With Sony and RTS as advisors following the acquisition on here. So they made a statement to their community saying that they, um, Evo wouldn't be possible without the collective passion for everyone in the fighting game community. And they were grateful for the dedication over the past 25 years on there. And they mentioned the fact that, you know, uh, the past year was challenging due to the pandemic and uh, because of Evo being canceled last year. Um, there's also that separate incident involving a formal, former team member um, who got, uh, I think, uh, accused of sexual harassment or was so sexually harassing folk on there. So that caused like a big kind of big to do on here. But uh, basically Sony has in, in partnership with RTS um, bought Evo. And so uh, they are coming back on board this year um they said this year it's only gonna be online so wow no uh vegas action for me des or kev unfortunately but it is 
going to take place from August 6th to 8th and from the 13th to the 15th on there. So uh, wow. entry will be free and players from North America, Europe, Asia, and Latin America will be able to compete. Uh, they have Street Fighter V, Championship Edition, Tekken 7, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Guilty Gear Strive on there. So there's going to be online qualifiers for the tourney uh, for people to watch worldwide and more information will be available on evo.gg in the near future on there so so and we'll have to see what comes about as far as the evolution of evo ha 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 on this so. uh, i mean yeah that's a that's a good way to 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 give it some legs because you know having it be in in a um on on um, online can actually help it hopefully and not hinder it yeah for know. sure and there was another news story too which i'll talk briefly this is about evo and some statements that were made saying that even though i think mark man came up and said that you know, just because sony owns it now doesn't necessarily mean that they're not welcoming any other platform holders like nintendo and or microsoft to bring other games to the fray i know there was this big to do about smash being included with the last evo because the online was in super smash brothers melee or uh, melee i think that's the subtitle for the switch version but uh it's the smash brothers on the switch online is the online is jank basically and so that's why Oof. they removed it from Last year's Evo, once they announced it, it was online, and then from there they canceled the entire tournament. And so, hopefully that's included. Hopefully they include other games as well, which they'll probably go in more into detail. You know, uh, with us going to Evo previously, even though you know you got your four main main games here, there'll probably be other um, people playing smaller games, Dead or Alive Six, uh, Windjammers. You know, you name it. There'll probably be other tourneys that are going to be kind of. Uh, based around this as well, so we'll have to well, see. That's the hope, you know, because yeah. one of the things, one of the things that I that I hope for when you see things like this, is that you'll be able to have rooms or or tournament spaces because all you're really doing now is is just, is just using the bandwidth. So the hope is that it would be it would be um, they would be able to allow more people or more tournaments to happen because again it's all online there's no hotels yeah. no one needs to go anywhere you know it's just it's just easier and that's yeah. my hope anyway yeah evo the website actually states that the more games will be announced soon so see so but, that sounds yeah, those, fantastic yeah so i'll definitely be partaking at least watching some of the tourneys and seeing how well they kind of roll off of this thing and kind of evolve the um the fighting game tournament on here. So it's just, uh, I'm looking forward to 2022 and maybe having an ability to be able to go see this in person again, like we did in the past though. That's for sure. So that'd be fun. It would be great. In fact, a trip would be wonderful. So, <laughs> all right. So that does it for news. So, and contact, uh, of course you could go ahead and, and give us a holler on our usual, uh, social media contacts so we're on twitter at gaming vessels uh we have our discord which you can go in and go on our twitter and get a invite to go in no uh, 
you don't have to be vetted for any particular reason. Um, you know, if you act like an ass, then we'll boot you. So <laughs> that's pretty much it yeah. on that. Um, you know, we also uh, post episodes on Facebook. I know, Des, you're pretty steady on that. And uh, we also, uh, of course, try to get our show out audio-wise on all of your favorite podcast aggregate websites, including Spotify and other places as well you know pretty much we're we're where podcasts can be downloaded so and as far as my personal contact information you can reach me my twitter handle is at joe fongul my psn and steam handles is kamunagara k-a-m-u-n-a-g-a-r-a my xbox username is kamunagara same spelling 6995 and my nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409 Des, where can the fine folks find you? All right. You can find me on PSN, um, on uh, Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. You can find me on Twitter at the Nemo 6 That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Um, and you can find Kev, uh, Show Enough 71. You can find him on PSN at Show Enough 7. You can find him on Xbox as Show Enough 71 you can find him on Steam at Shownuff71, and you can find him on Twitter at Shownuff71 as well, at Shownuff71. Yeah, and please be aware, go and check Spotify and switch on notifications to be informed of new episodes released as soon as they come out. So, you know, I always try to get the Spotify thing going because I think I just want to get our show a little bit more exposure, so... You know, we'll talk about next week in our main event as far as other podcasts that you enjoy and, and gaming podcasts that you love. And so, you know, definitely would like to get the word out there. You know, we like to, you know, get the uh, community a little bit more engaged, even more so than, than it already is. So definitely get the word out there if you can. So, yeah. But for Show Enough 71, uh, for Des the Bay Area Terror, Cat Daddy, Gaming stepdad that I want to kill. High, no, I don't want to high kill. High res him. hater too. High res hater too. And for Trader Joe, the food max gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar. This is show. This is not show enough seventy one. This is Trader Joe, and I will bid you adieu until next episode. Peace.